There's then going to be a period of time up to the end of December 2020 um, for businesses to be adjusting to what the new pr- new relationship we're going to have with the EU will be. But what my um, listeners might wonder, what can you achieve in 21 months that you've not been able to achieve in over two years? Well, because those 21 months will be based on what we've part of what we've decided and what we've agreed in those two years. Because although, there's a, and, you know, Daniel, I recognise because you've um, particularly referenced the backstop, and I know there's a lot of concern about the backstop, and I fully recognise that, and I have some of those concerns myself. But of, obviously alongside that, uh, what's called the withdrawal agreement, backstop's part of that, is the future relationship, the, the document that says, here's the basis on which we're going to continue to cooperate with the European Union on things like working together to deal with organised crime and, and terrorism. That's uh, Theresa May, the British Prime Minister, speaking earlier. Yes, uh, spinning a good story. Uh, let's see how good that spin is by speaking to an economist at, uh, from Nedbank, Isaac uh, Masheko. Isaac, thank you for your time. I mean, at this stage, from a political point of view, it's very difficult to see where this is going to pan out. I mean, best case scenario, let's look at this from South Africa's point of view, because obviously we're interested in this. Yes, the pound has weakened as a result of this. But what kind of impact will this process, if it goes through the way Theresa May says it will, on our economy? Good day, Stephen. I mean, I've got to highlight that uh, the UK is one of the main trading partners of South Africa. It is number four overall, and it's second only to Germany uh, when it comes to trade with the European Union. Uh, in 2017, for instance, a total of almost 80 billion was traded between South Africa and the UK. We exported goods worth just over 46 billion rand, and we imported uh, just over 33 billion of goods from uh, the UK. So it's a very important trading partner. What this means for us, uh, for now, I would say that, uh, you know, we shouldn't worry. What's really going to matter is once Brexit has happened, you know, after the two-year transitional uh, period from 2019, uh, we're going to have to renegotiate a trade deal with the UK because at the moment, remember, we trade with the UK under the SAEU trade deal that was negotiated in the early 2000s. But uh, Great Britain has actually been reaching out to its major trading partners with a view to post-Brexit relationships, has it not? Absolutely. And South Africa is one of those key trading partners. So I would say that, you know, even after Brexit, South Africa should expect a favorable trade deal with the UK. What about the impact of, say, a a much weaker pound? Because that would make us a lot less competitive in the international markets. And again, Great Britain will now be much freer to trade with whoever it pleases at whatever price it can get than before. Uh, absolutely. But when you look at the goods, for instance, that we export to the UK, I would say that we have a competitive advantage. I mean, it's dominated by precious metals, and we are one of the leading uh, precious metal producers in the world. Uh, vegetables and foodstuffs, you know, we have an advantage again there. And also when it comes to vehicles and aircraft, I mean, that accounts for about 16% of our exports. 
to the UK, and that's an area where, for instance, we have a very sophisticated uh, manufacturing industry. Uh, we are well integrated into the global supply chain, and I would not expect us to really lose uh, market share, particularly in the UK.